Welcome to Stall Warning, a show talking all things lacrosse. I am your host, Ponchito Ojeda, and joining me today is John Murray, 101 Lacrosse, Northern California Director. John, how you doing, man? Doing good. Got our fall season up and going on Sunday. Had a good turnout. I'm pumped. Ready to get back out there coaching. Yeah, it's fun. It's good to see the uh, energy and the vibe out there in Northern California. It's good to be back for the weekend. Yeah, the- a guest appearance. Yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. It's really good to see all the, the young men and women who have played in one-on-one and the new faces and just excited for our, our future, you know? Every day, is a, every day is a building day, right? Every day is a recruiting day. So it'll be good. I thought there was uh, some good talent, and it was fun to see all the coaches. They were all fired up to be out there as well. So cool. Uh, what else is new in your life? Uh, my back gave out last week. I think we all saw that this weekend. It's slowly getting better. I, uh, turned into an infant last week where I couldn't stand up straight. It was pretty bad, uh, but the most important part is, did you get a pacifier or not? (laughs) No, everything, but everything but the pacifier. Um, it was pretty bad. I, I couldn't really walk. Um, but I got through it. You know, I was out there on Sunday um it's feeling better now though i think i'm finally on the up and up yeah well you know that's what uh shaquille and us shaquille o'neal told you to use that uh iced icy hot right put a little icy hot on there um that's cool man well hey not a lot of lacrosse news right so today's not really a lacrosse news day because well there's not a lot happening i guess the biggest and most important lacrosse news we saw is that the NCAA uh, extended the recruiting dead period to the end of the year. So currently right now, the first time we'll be out of that is going to be on January 1st, 2021. I don't know that this comes unexpectedly or that's going to change much for student athletes. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see it changing too much. Uh, players are still committing, still talking to coaches. It may not be on campus, but recruiting is getting done. Recruiting never stops. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's more for the new talent than I think it is in the already known quantities. So, but uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I, I really just think it's going to push everything back this this year. You know, it's just going to be one of those years where uh, you guys wait longer to commit. I know that at Tech, we've got we actually got two commits already, which is great. Um, but I know a lot of other guys I'm talking to, they're just like, well, I'm still waiting to see. And now I'm like, great. Waiting to see till March. (laughs) So, um, but so we're going to talk about some other stuff today. And the first thing that we'll talk about is going to be John and I both had the chance separately to watch this movie called the social dilemma. It's available for you on Netflix. Uh, we'll make sure we tag them in our post uh, episode tweet. But uh, it's a really interesting movie. The, the title is self-explanatory. It is about the social dilemma, but in particular about social media and the impact it has on children and our lives and society in general. You know, John, you want to give us a, a brief uh, review of what you thought of that movie? Yeah, it was, uh, it was really interesting. It's, it's, it kind of explores what you kind of already know about social media and that they're actively taking just way too much information about you. Like those targeted ads on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are always just scary, precise. 
Um, and it kind of goes into that. It's funny. I, I was watching it with my fiance, who's a social media marketer. And she was just shaking her head, saying that she was a part of the problem the entire time. I can't imagine what that must have been like for someone who's like in that industry watching that movie. Cause it's, yeah, it was, a, it was a little eye opening for her. Um, just the depths um, that these companies go to like grow their user base, maintain the user base. Um, now, every time I get like a notification on my phone, I'm thinking like, why am I getting this notification? Like, why is Instagram telling me this? Um, and it's just crazy. I know it made you rethink your social media usage. You put a clock on it now. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I, I think social media has some really great intentions. You know, I think, and they allude that to the movie. This social media is intended to be something that is to connect people and to create this way to see and be kind of uber connected, right? Like you think about it, like when I, well, not when you're growing up, but when I was growing up. You know, we had old cameras that you took photos on. You had to go get them developed. Oh. And, you know, like you couldn't see... Like sharing that was only with people that you either mailed it to or they that you saw physically in person. So like it wasn't simple to share a photo with your grandparents necessarily. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy. Like, right. Well, it's crazy. Like I'm just thinking like I have... My Facebook page is older than some of the kids that were out there playing lacrosse on Sunday. Like I made a Facebook page in 2007. That's crazy. Sure. That is that's crazy. Yeah, I mean so like but that's so but anyway, so like you're you can always share photos with everybody or you can share stories or information or whatever. And that didn't exist and that's one of the beauties of the internet, but the, you know the drawback is now is that it's it has a, a negative consequence. Uh, and that's, you know, you always saw that, right? The decisions you make and the unintended consequences of those decisions. And you don't really know until you're in it that they happened. And, uh, you know, I think I remember years back when people were like, oh man, is Facebook going to charge for, there's like rumors that Facebook was going to charge to use it. And everyone's like, ah, they charge, I'm not using it. I want it for free. And now like I, I told my, I, told, I was talking to a buddy of mine and I said, just think, if Facebook only charged a dollar a month, they would make around one billion dollars per month. You know, like, and and we would be we'd be free of all these ads just by doing that. By doing one dollar, it costs you twelve dollars a year to use Facebook. I mean, I think that's a steal. So uh, I, don't know. I, I probably I was, still wouldn't. I don't pay for the anything behind a paywall. It's tough for me to divvy up for it. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I think it definitely would be an interesting... I think it would become more useful because if you knew that it wasn't uh, taking all your data, that you were paying to basically have your privacy and your, your rights be restored, oh, yeah, that, I'd pay for yeah. it. You know? So, Probably. anyways, but... Uh, yeah, so anyways, what you said earlier was about the allusion to my usage. Yeah, so I, I have... Uh, I have chosen to turn off all notifications from social media and i have limited my instagram and twitter usage to 12 minutes per day and uh my brother was like 12 minutes wow that's aggressive (laughs) why 12 minutes was 13 too much Uh, (laughs) that's a great question 
No, uh, uh, 12 minutes was easy. I thought that a half an hour was too much. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I was trying to combine my usage. And, and so I just kind of was like, you know what? Anything under 25 minutes is good. And uh, I'm kind of following the old rule I had when I was a kid. I was only allowed 30 minutes of screen time in terms of like watching TV or playing video games a day. And okay. so, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I think 30 minutes of a day on your phone is impossible, right? Because we check emails or you're sending texts yeah. or whatever. But to say like, hey, my active engagement of social media is going to be less than that per day is, I think, okay. You know, and I've found like past couple of days, I'm like, uh, you know, I think I only opened Twitter like twice. Which was weird because I really like Twitter, but I just, you know, if you can't get on there and engage, it's just whatever. So I don't know. I thought it was cool to, I thought the movie was great. I thought it was well done. Thought it wrapped things up nicely, put it on a bow. It made it, it made it easy for the user to watch it and kind of figure out what is going on. And, you know, I, I will say like there's two sides to every story, right? So like this, this paints a very negative view and picture. And I'd be anxious to hear another, the other viewpoint, um, you know, that doesn't paint that picture. <laughs> that taking all your information is good. Other companies have all this information. <laughs> well, well, you need some corporate suit to come down and give him his side of the story. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I would be <laughs> hear that. I mean, I'm uh, not- I. Yeah, I mean, I would too. And I thought it was funny. Like, they, they did bring a point where, you know, they kind of did that with bringing in uh, one of the guy, one of the executives to talk about because they were kind of talking about it and whatever. You'll see in the movie. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's good. So I'd highly recommend this. Uh, I would watch it as a parent. You have to watch it for your kids. I mean, I think it's like it should be required watching for parents. And if you're not a parent, but you're just an average adult, I think uh, um, you should still watch it just to make your own decisions based off of the facts. Um, but uh, yeah, I really liked it. So that's my review. I give it a, a two thumbs up from the Ojeda Murray. We we come with a better uh, name because it doesn't sound as cool as Siskel and Ebert did. No. I don't know. What could be the two thumbs up from the lax dudes? Yeah, we need to hire someone to come up with names for us because we are god awful at naming stuff. No flag down. <laughs> uh, okay, um, cool. Well, let's move on to to back to sports. Got a little social fix of the day, and let's talk about the Washington professional football team. Which, congratulations, Washington, you are no longer racist, which is great. Yeah, I'm really thrilled about that. And we were undefeated when we first talked about this like topic last week. We're like, oh, man, we should talk about football. And we're like, we'll talk about the Washington fo- professional football team. It's undefeated. But then we lost the Arizona Cardinals. And now we are fully defeated and headed back to where we came, which is in the cellar of the NFC East. Yeah. New, new name, same team. New name, same team. You know, we'll see, though. Arizona's really good. I mean, this weekend will be a big game because we play the um, – Oh my gosh, I'm playing on who we play. It's a totally winnable game. It's two young corners. Oh, Cincinnati. No. Cincinnati? I don't know. We play a game this weekend that's totally winnable for all. And I think if we can pull out that W, that would be a proof that we're making strides. Cleveland, that's what it is. Cleveland. You guys playing Browns. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
We'll see what happens. But I'm hoping that the Washington professional football team can make some strides forward. How about you? How's your how's your team doing? Oh, pain. I am a self-hating Giants fan. Um, and seeing Saquon go down early last week hurt a lot. Um, we w- wasn't expecting a lot this year. Um, obviously, we're still rebuilding. But, I mean, at least Saquon made games watchable. Now I don't even feel like even turning on the TV if the Giants are on. Isn't it like almost a blessing in the sense that like Saquon doesn't lose a year of getting beaten up behind a bad offensive line and just losing every game? It only costs his ACL. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, no, for Saquon, it's crappy. But, I mean, this is a fan. He'll be around for one more year probably. Yeah, it's tough. We've always – my other friends who are Giants fans, we were never a big fan of the Saquon Barkley pick. Spending a number two overall pick on a running back, you just don't get the value of that. Um, so it it just sucks. It's just not great. Yeah, Andy well, Eli retired. The Giants are terrible. The Giants are terrible. The Washington professional football team is terrible. We need to pick new teams. We are taking applications for new teams that we will become fans of. I will wear hats if you uh, can make we a case for better teams. Yes. If you wanna if you wanna make a case, send an email to admin at 101lax.com. That's admin A D M I N at 101lax.com and tell us why we should become a fan of your team. And if you do, if we pick you, I'll buy your hat and I'll wear it the entire year. Uh more importantly, not related to our fandom. Did you see the story about Tyrod Taylor? No, you you were talking about it um in the pre pre pod. I did not see yeah. that anywhere. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor's lung got punctured by his own team doctor right before kickoff. It's, they were oh, t- it's Tyrod, not Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Tyrod. I like him, Tyrod Taylor. Anyways, Tyrod Taylor. I, I called I'm, him that forever. Well, who did? Did he correct you? Did one of your friends? No, no. Him personally, he reached out. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. All Come right. on, he's a tech. He's a tech guy. You got to know this. I know, I know who he is. <laughs> Anyways, he punctures long, didn't play, and now he's going to lose. Or after he got benched. No, he. This was last week before kickoff. He was supposed to start against Kansas City, then he didn't. He was never Oof. benched. I thought he was benched. I didn't see the the news report. No, no, they thought that everyone thought he just got benched, but he didn't. He just total mishap. So, anyways, he got two... do you think he's going to get his job, his job back, or is it gone? Well, I don't know. They nearly beat the Chiefs with Justin Herbert behind under center, so that's a pretty good day. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I'm not picking for him to get his job back. That's for sure. Well, the poor guy has been like just beaten down wherever he goes. He's he's always been like good, but not quite enough to be a starting quarterback in the league. So. I thought this was a really unfortunate situation for him. But, uh, yeah. So, let's talk fantasy football because that's always fun. And you have a new $100 league? Yeah. Finally, I've been uh, taking it easy from fantasy football the last few years. My my old high school league crashed and burned. Um, and this is kind of the revival league. Um we had a brutal first week loss where I scored the second least points. Just never a good sign. 
Um, and then this week I went up against Josh Allen, who dropped a million points, and I ended up actually tying in fantasy football, which I've been upset. I sent a few messages to our league GM to try to change the tie rules. But yeah, we're, I'm 0-1-1 in fantasy football right now, so not doing too hot. No, that's that's mostly terrible, bro. Um, I am uh, I am you know I uh, I scored I did well in the first week not great but well and then this last week I scored the most points in the league. Yeah, you were telling like, me their crazy scoring league where you had like two hundred something points. Yeah, I got two hundred twenty four points this past week. I rode the Aaron Jones show, free Aaron Jones. And and then on top of that, I, I just had a good consistent group. But Aaron Jones crushed it. Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I have the I have a bomb lineup. So I got Aaron Rodgers in the ninth round of my draft. So people were just not on their game. Well, they're sleeping so on. Was, uh, good, they're good. And you said you made a note here. You're talking about who's the number one pick in the waiver wire. I mean, I yeah, got I, I got a one pick's going to be like someone like a. Uh, Mike Davis or or maybe a, I mean I Naheem Himes didn't do anything this past weekend and so I think everyone's like in our league he got picked up right away and then he got dropped. I feel oh. like I still pick him. I think he's gonna yeah, do well. I, I picked him up um and yeah he gave me point four points, which did not help. But I'm definitely keeping it. I'm not going to drop him right off the bat. Uh, Philip Rivers loves throwing to his running backs, so I'm just going to trust in that. Yeah. Philip Rivers is a checkdown specialist. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like those guys. I would also say, well, I mean, what do you think about Gronk? Think he's going to make it a, a run, or is he being drafted? I don't know. I, I mean, I was, uh, I was upset. Um, Obviously, last Sunday we were at tryouts, so I didn't get to watch um, a lot of football. But the week before, I was really excited for that Tampa Bay game in that four o'clock window. But we got a uh, we got the Niners game instead, so I haven't been able to see a Bucks game to really see how he's doing out there. But numbers wise, he's not he's obviously not putting up the numbers he used to. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going to happen with that. I like Gronk. I think he'll eventually go off. I think Tampa Bay is going to yeah, take I mean, a little while to get home. When but he was healthy, year, he was the best tight end that, to ever play. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He was pretty good. I enjoy enjoy watching him play. He's a beast. And he's hilarious. I love the way he just runs up and down the field. It's like, yeah. So much energy. Um, speaking of football, last thing here. Then we'll then we'll kind of segue into something else that we think is important. Uh, I have I entered a survivor pool this past year, this year rather, rather, and it's a loser pool, so you have to pick a loser. I'm out week two. Pick the uh, pick the Raiders, and then they beat the beat the Saints. Come on, Drew Brees, where are you at? Couldn't believe that. I wanted to pick the Panthers, but I was afraid the Bucks might lose. So is John Gruden really pulling around the Raiders? I mean, everyone thought it was crazy trading away all those players and they're they two and oh right now the raiders i think they're one and one one and one i mean i think it's a good pickup no, i mean i think John Gruden, are they yeah who'd they beat the first week um give me one second oh they, they beat, beat the panthers, panthers. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I think John Gruden just is a good coach, you know? And I think they had a lot of, they needed to trim some of the fat. You know, I know it's, I know like turning away a guy like Khalil Mack seems dumb, but I don't know. Gruden and Mayock seem to know what they're doing. Although John Gruden got fined for not wearing a mask. Yeah, I saw that. I know. I was thinking about, finding, thinking about finding you 100K for, uh, you know, wearing a mask too tightly, too well. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the, uh, but speaking of football and how much we love it, you know, let's talk about multi-sport athletes and, and why, why we think playing multiple sports is good, you know? Um, Obviously, Bill Belichick is playing against the Raiders next weekend, and Belichick's a big lacrosse guy. You know, wh- what is your advice to athletes? You know, why why should they play more than one sport? Um, yeah, I mean, I think playing more than one sport really makes you a, a more well-rounded athlete. Uh, gives you keeps you in shape throughout the year. Works different parts of your games. Uh, the best part, one of the best things I love about lacrosse is that it takes from so many sports. It's not like completely different set of skills. Um, so a sport like football, like the physical side of football directly translates to lacrosse. And so when you're out in the football field, you may not know it, but you're, you are working your lacrosse game. Like you are getting bigger, faster, stronger. You're working your body and it helps. Um, and I think, you know, if you're, you should play as many sports as you want. Like, um, I don't think you should have to specialize, um, at least until college. I mean, I, even at the D3 college I went to, we had some guys playing multiple sports in college. Um, you don't have to specialize. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, mean, I, I agree with you. I think, I think it's great to see guys playing multiple sports. I think that it's not just about the skills that you're learning on the field. I think you're getting coached by new guys or excuse me, new coaches. You are having experience with different players. You're working different muscle groups. You know, you're all the things that off seasons are for you're doing, uh, but you're not doing nothing, which is something that off seasons are not for. So I love the multi-sport athlete guys. I think it's great to, or in girls, so I matter. It's great for them to do that. And I highly encourage it. It's one of the reasons why when we, in kind of a normal year, we practice on Sundays only in the fall winters because, you know, we don't want to discourage players from playing other sports. You know, it's, um, Mm. I think there's a great reason behind that, great rationale. And I hope more and more players will keep that going because most of the best lacrosse players are still multi-sport athletes. As much as yeah. people talk about specialization the best, and the best you know, athletes are multi-sport athletes, just in general. Correct. That's true. Um, I think it's I think it's important coming from you know you and I who like we live off people playing lacrosse year round, and we still um, value multi-sport athletes and want to make it work with our multi-sport athletes. You know, um, so I think it's yeah. important. Yeah, I mean, I say kind of, I always tell people this all the time, you know, just because we encourage multi-sport athletes does not mean we encourage not playing lacrosse in the offseason. Like that, no, that there's a big both. difference there. You can do both, one, and, and two, the best lacrosse players are not putting their stick down for two months, three months, four months, five months. Like that's just not happening. So if you want to be the best, 
can play football or basketball or soccer or volleyball or whatever it is. You just have to, uh, you know, also pick up your stick once once a week or twice a week or three times a week. But you, know, you don't have to be in an organized practice four times a week to be successful. You can do it, you know, once or twice a week. It can be okay. Exactly. Just keeping the stick warm. You don't need to be going four to five times a week in the off season. Just once or twice, whether it's on your own or with your with a club team, it's all that matters. Yeah, I think once or twice on your own is good. Then I think playing club or some sort of like organized weekly is good, just because it gives you more structure and helps you stay kind of motivated and keeps that compete level up. So like I always, and we talk about it all the time, you know, what's the word of the year for this year, baby? Compete. And we talk about it all the time. It's it's you got to compete. You got to compete hard, and uh, you can't do that by yourself. Just can't. So anyhow, but uh, this is good stuff, John. It's been good talking today, and. Uh, Looking forward to next week. Next week, we'll have a little bit more of a planned conversation, probably more around football since there's not going to be a lot of lacrosse news, I don't think. And then uh, on top of that, we may talk some baseball playoffs. Who knows? You know, that sport is uh, very slow and we can easily fill a half an hour talking about, you know, pitching. (laughs) You can. I can. I don't know anything about baseball. You'll have to give me a week to prepare for it. Yeah. I, I only know that I like the Brewers and the Orioles and the Orioles are not terrible this year and the brewers might make the playoffs so it's cool but uh good enough well thank you again for listening to the show we really appreciate you and we are looking forward to everyone getting back out on the field being safe and competing this fall uh follow us on twitter or instagram uh twitter is at 101 lacrosse instagram is at 101 underscore lax as always until next week see ya (laughs) 